0: I'm not like them, back I pretend I think I'm dumb
1: Maybe just not. I I'm dumb. Hey everyone, welcome back What up? <laughs> I feel like that was sort of a weak intro, but it's okay <laughs> <laughs> um, It's just A and I today we're going to do some quick reviews of um, some various weekly events but how are you how are you doing overall I'm good I'm
0: good I'm happy to report yeah um, kids are doing good vaguely getting some sleep so yeah Things you seem like I'm good yeah
1: <laughs> how's q I'm good. Um, I'm about to have like basically two weeks off and I'm not doing anything. So. Oh yeah, brother. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to spend a lot of time in bed. Um, and hopefully start Research, a sub-
0: researching hypnosis. porn.
1: Yes, definitely. Well, <laughs> I could get into that in a minute, but I'm hoping to start, a, I'm hoping to like write with like one newsletter and see how it feels to write it and see if I can actually oh. do a sub stack of some kind.
0: That'd be cool.
1: I'm imagining it very short. Like I'm talking like a page, you know,
0: <laughs> like just about what
1: Q Thoughts. Q thoughts. Yeah, that's probably what it would be called. I wouldn't want to br- <laughs> I wouldn't want to brand it too close to the pod without getting your permission, but yeah, maybe I would call it QTHOTS or something. <laughs> I support it. Um, but yeah, it would just be like I wouldn't charge anyone or want anyone to pay. It would probably sometimes just be stuff like, you know, how I make a lot of lists in my notes app and stuff. Mm-hmm. I might I might just put stuff like that like observations <laughs> from my daily life, things I'm reading, I don't know. <laughs> uh, sounds chill. Yeah, I'll it subscribe. seems like, it Seems like some people might be interested in seeing it. Um I have I, we have our we have fans now. Um <laughs> Pinky Lover uh messaged me today. Oh. Oh, yeah, Pinky Lover.
0: Yeah, he did a... Shout out, Pinky Lover.
1: Yeah, we'll shout him out um, at Pinky Lover 37. He did a a little review of us on YouTube. I wonder how many views it has. Let's go look. Like seven, probably. Oh, 30? Good for you, Pinky Lover. Not bad. Yeah, he seems... I don't know. He seems funny. He, he, uh, he sent me a transphobic tweet. So in my inbox, he's been asking Cassandra for her picture of her pinky. <laughs> hey so, man. I mean, you know,
0: <laughs> he should
1: go for it. He's shooting his shot. I just, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a sign like, you know, there could be, um, other signs of like the health of the podcast, but I think having weird um, internet people messaging us is a, is a healthy sign, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're getting them we're building. We're, we're growing. Yeah. We're getting the Reddit. We're getting the Reddit. Um, We're getting the Reddit things in there. People in there. Um, Yeah. I did watch a video of, of two women that pool house sent me. Uh, that was about, um, sissy porn, and i was telling a before we started recording well first off the video of the two women was interesting way way more interesting than i thought it would be i'll just say that um i don't really want to get into the, all their arguments because it's like an endless it would be like a i don't even know it would be like a whole other topic but I was telling A that I almost <laughs> watched <laughs> some sissy hypno porn, and I've seen a lot of porn in my day. I'm I'm hap- I'm able to admit that I was a, a teenager of, of when the internet existed, you know. For instance, so I've seen a lot of stuff, so I wasn't scared to click on it because I was scared of what I would see. Because there's really nothing I haven't seen at this point, you know. Um, but I was scared to click on it because of what these women were saying that maybe it actually is an MK Ultra plot. And what, yeah. if, it, what if it got so?
0: What head. is what is sissy hypnoporn?
1: Like, what is it actually? I think it's like basically, there's like, it's like there's a woman. Like doing all regular porn stuff, like sucking a guy's dick and like getting fucked. But then, like, a, a voice starts coming over, over, the, like the video, and it's like, "You want to be the one sucking dick? You want to be the one getting fucked?" And then it like kind of morphs, and there's a lot of like flashes and stuff in oh it. Oh my god! Yeah, it kind of reminds me of this. You, you'd be innocent to this, and you're. I don't know life I, you've probably seen like a clip of gay porn is my guess right you've seen some, at some point
0: yeah yeah i'm sure i have
1: <laughs> I feel like someone showed you Once something or twice a day or you went to a gay club where it was playing or something anyway um what was i gonna say well there's this there's this version of gay porn that's called um poppers hypnosis which i've seen
0: uh-huh poppers hypnosis like they someone gets fucked up on poppers and then
1: well you're supposed to have your poppers and then it's like a dominant man is like one two three (laughs) inhale and then like the screen like just like all this stuff starts popping on the screen and it's like asses getting fucked and there's like all these like voices and they're like yeah pig you're just a whole pig and like stuff like that wow that sounds like a lot yeah, and you're high on poppers while you're doing it. <laughs> <Which>, uh,
0: <laughs> I have to I uh, say, I mean, I guess I'm not like having a lot of gay sex, so that might be part of it. But like I do not understand the appeal of poppers personally. It just makes me feel like insane for
1: like three minutes. Have you ever tried I'm dizzy. it? Have you ever tried it during sex ever once? No. no. You should have tried it, like, popular. at the club. You should introduce that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I don't know. You're married. I I mean, you guys could you guys could try it one time.
0: Getting like super nauseous and dizzy and like bringing that
1: into the mix. I think you might be surprised. You could just have your normal sex. You guys just both do poppers once. <laughs> but what I'm saying is I don't like poppers. So why it's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't realize you didn't like them. I thought you liked them. Okay.
0: No, no, not if that's what I'm
1: saying. It just makes me like, feel like I need to sit down, you know? Okay. Yeah. I mean, we've were, I feel like when we partied together, there was a big phase of poppers in our group of friends Yeah, but I never liked them.
0: No, it doesn't feel good. That's why I'm like. Usually, you take a drug because it like makes you feel good. You know, I think it it makes you feel. I guess.
1: Okay. Well, if you don't like them, then don't do them. I just, I just, I I thought if you did like them, you could try it out. It seems like a low, Uh, low commitment experiment. Yeah. Well, you know, I we'll see. Maybe for a holiday (laughs) or something. <laughs> yeah, you're married. You got to switch it up. You know, <laughs> um, I don't know. It makes you really focused on the sex. I feel like is what it does when you when you do it during sex mm-hmm. instead of what I distracted <laughs> all, all, of, your all of your filing your taxes. Yeah, all of your disassociation and all your thoughts, <laughs> your intrusive thoughts going through your head. What you're uh, I see. So it brings you into the body yeah it really brings you into the body but you seem like you kind of are have a healthy relationship to to disassociating so maybe you're able to be very maybe you're able to be very present during sex in a way that some people have trouble achieving Hmm. you don't have to go into specifics i'm just saying (laughs) like some people have a lot of trouble being present you know yeah no no i i feel that i feel that they they disassociate i do think
0: it can be helpful i mean a lot of people like to you know drink or, you know, smoke
1: weed or whatever to have sex. So, yeah, you know. it's a similar thing. It's like yeah. it just makes, it makes you yeah, more in the moment, more in your body, mm-hmm. not and so just, uh, yeah, like loosened up. Yeah, not so much in yeah. your head or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I, I can get really in my head. Oh, right. really. You sold me any activity. Um <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we should do I'm going to say this wrong The Ray de la Fête The raison (laughs) raison de la Fête Um, What is that? I think it's French for the the moment or something Uh, But you know uh, I guess Trump Is Getting arrested, right? Yep Lock him up um we don't know what he's getting arrested for though (laughs) yeah i know they're always like
0: so scant with like that particular detail um it's hilarious but no yeah i've been like dunking on the new york times about it relentlessly
1: i didn't realize until maybe 30 minutes ago because i was listening to the Political Gab Fest, which is like a super neo-lib podcast. But, you know, I tune into all the... I, I tune into everything just to see what people are saying. And and anyway, Emily Bazelon, who's like a Yale... Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. No, you you already know. Although I'll give her credit for at least writing that article in the New York Times that was like, puberty blockers might be bad for kids. And, you know, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: She, had a, she got a lot of blowback for that. But I'll give her credit for at least, you know... Anyway... Her part in the controlled opposition, but she was explaining that like they don't know um, what he's getting arrested for. Like no one does. Oh, oh okay, all right. Well, that's a reasonable take. Yeah. Which I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know that we didn't. I didn't know that we didn't know. So like on Tuesday, they're gonna like. I guess once he's the indictment is unsealed, then we'll know what he's actually getting arrested for
0: yeah the only thing I saw was that like there was like thirty charges or something like that, or maybe it was like thirty charges presented to the grand jury. I don't know how many they actually like whatever I don't even know But what... yeah no they don't i I don't think it's clear what it is, and the whole thing is just absurd. it's such a rid-
1: ridiculous spectacle the front well, I the whole was front be- page of the New York Times. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it says he's going to, quote unquote, surrender. But I was like, I was talking to a friend today who I would describe as a, a lib friend, but open, you know, open to some of my ideas. And she was just like, asking me what I thought about it. And I was like, well, if you think for a second that Trump isn't like gonna like show the fuck up like he's a he's a drama queen like he's gonna yeah. love it he's gonna do like aoc at the abortion protest and like fake put his hands behind his back and stuff you know <laughs> she was like do you think do you think that they're gonna have to go after him at mar-a-lago and i was like maybe but if they even if they even if that's what they do it's still gonna be he he's gonna make as big of a spectacle out of it as he can you know
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know what would happen. I don't think that because I I think Ron DeSantis has said he wouldn't like enforce it in
1: Florida, I think. He doesn't even need to. Trump's going to show up. (laughs) Like this is like this is like, you know, Trump would Uh show up. I mean, before he was president for like decades, he was just like a New York guy. Like he would show up to the opening of a, you know, like a Taco Bell, like. This is like his thing, you know? He's (laughs) he's gonna love coming back to Manhattan. He's gonna love coming back to New York. Yeah. And he'll he doesn't care. He'll he'll get the treatment he wants. He'll get the paparazzi. He'll get all that, you know?
0: Yeah. And I don't know, it's all just so ridiculous. The New York Times being like, oh yeah, like this is the first time like a president has been arrested or whatever. And and they're talking about how like they're going into all the like it's almost like sexual the way they're like go c- talking through each like dirty detail of like how it's all going to go down or whatever. Like they might like shove him up against the wall and like handcuff him. and whatever. <laughs> um.
1: They're excited. Like Brooklyn dad defiant and people like that. Yeah. yeah. They're really like, they're really like juiced. They're like juiced. To, uh, like they're on, they're on poppers. <laughs> They're really focused. They're like so horny for it. They can't even... <laughs> I was looking... I went to Brooklyn Dad Defiance page just to see what he was saying. Oh, God. Um. Oh, he just did Breaking. Senator John Fetterman has just been released from the hospital. Oh, new Fetterman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fetterman 2.0. Oh, my God. He posted this picture of a retarded kid dancing in front of the Louvre, <laughs> or I think the kid's retarded let me show you doesn't I mean not to be mean I'm just trying to state <laughs> have you seen them I haven't seen it
0: yeah he's not necessarily retarded but he, he is wearing not- like a sort of furry style like like hat
1: yeah he either has down syndrome or he's just a fat Asian <laughs> there's not really any in between here um anyway this is why I, this is why i get called mean on twitter i got called, <laughs> i've been called mean a lot today because i posted that thing about i was like i think people should be kind to other we're called to kind of. And <laughs> yeah. people are like you're not very kind and i was like well you know, I I struggle. With... I don't think you're unkind. You're never
0: like actually going after someone. You're just like trying to be funny and make people laugh.
1: Yeah, that's all I'm. I mean, that's that's my whole thing. I'm just trying to be funny, and sometimes I'm. And sometimes maybe it's not funny. I don't know. Oh, anyway, I guess he's not. He's not. He's actually could be more on fire. Brooklyn Dad Defiant. If you're listening, you should. Uh, you should. Uh, oh, he's he's. Oh, he's posting the Nashville Jan six. That happened.
0: The trans Yeah, and oh yeah. So what I was seeing about the New York Times too was they were saying like, and they're like the Secret Service officers that protect Trump are like sworn to protect him like at all costs. So they were kind of like suggesting that like there might be some kind of crisis related to like, are the Secret Service agents gonna like have to like. Fight the other, like people, the cops
1: trying to arrest him or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, <laughs> it seems like an easy problem to solve. You know,
0: they just want everyone's eyes to be glued onto it. You know, that's the whole thing. They just want it to be this media spectacle. That's what it is. It's a media event, it's nothing beyond that.
1: Well, they're like you know the the state media is uh, like horny because they're gonna make a lot of money, right, yeah. Like the people at the top because people are gonna watch right now because they want to see what happens, and the New York Times is gonna get more clicks than it usually gets, you know? Yeah, I yeah. mean, I've checked. They'll get
0: some, t- like they will get some clicks as opposed to virtually none.
1: Yeah, I I looked four times a day just to see what they were saying. (laughs) Um, Do you think he can still be president?
0: I think so. I think this is like setting him up like perfectly to run, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's all. I, I don't know if he will or whatever, but like I think. I mean, it's perfect. It's like it makes the libs hate him even more. It makes his base think he's being like persecuted even more. It's like, yes, you know. It's like,
1: well, I'll I'll promise this to the listeners. I will I will go up on um, Tuesday to Trump Tower and the DA's office and stuff. <laughs> I, def- I definitely will. Cue I'll bring on a pack- the street. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll bring a pack of cigs. I'll do what I did for the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. When I had sort of a, you should bring like a tape recorder and a
0: microphone and interview people.
1: Oh, I mean, outside of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, there were like, (laughs) like twenty. There were like twenty randos doing that, and then there was like, (laughs) then there was like seventy like real reporters, you know, like with huge cameras and stuff. But there were tons of randos just like walking around with like their iPhone. So I'm sure there's going to be that sort of vibe at this too, you know. But I'll go, I'll go for the listeners, I promise. I will go up, I will (laughs) report back if I see anything interesting.
0: All right, the cue promise.
1: I'm not really scared. I mean, they've already set up all these barricades around everything, but today I saw these really depressing shots of like people just like, like no one was protesting, but there was just all these like New York people like going like, And like walking around the barricades because it was like fucking up there, like walk to work or whatever, you know. Yeah, but it was funny because like they're so horny for like the the purge style, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like war they think is going to happen that they're like already like all set up. There's like NYPD everywhere, you know. Yeah,
0: well, and that's all part of the theater too. Is like, oh, these we who knows what these like crazy MAGA people will do, you know, they storm the Capitol. They could invade New York City and, you know.
1: Yeah, but 80% of the people are just going to be like me, like standing there, like in their coat, like <laughs> just arms crossed, like watching, you know, like talking to the person next to them. Like right. what do you think's gonna happen? You know? <laughs> Anyway, I'm excited about it. I really hope we get a visual of him in handcuffs. I think that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea what's gonna happen, but that would be so cool. I would. I think that would make him look really cool. I think it would,
0: and I, I also think that her... yeah, it means it's likely that that's what'll happen. But
1: I'm also, I feel like we haven't seen him in a minute. Like, and I'm, I have this fantasy that he's. This is my fantasy that. He's gotten a hold of some Ozempic, and he's <laughs> he's lost like twenty or thirty pounds. So he looks yeah. even like, looks even cooler when he's getting dragged in. I feel like he has looked a little bit, you know, trimmer of late. <laughs> I think that'd be cool if he was really thin, and he was like kind of, <laughs> he kind of had to be. He kind of had to be dragged in. I wonder what Melania. Melania probably doesn't even really think about it. <laughs> Yeah, I think she'd be fine if he was in prison or whatever. She's probably just like zanned out at some mansion <laughs> yeah. with her as Asper- with her Spurg son. <laughs> her six seven <laughs> <Yeah. Spurg son.
0: laughs> Her giant DNA, ancient giant DNA. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my God. Well, that's all I really have to say about it. I can't get that excited about it till we see what happens, you know.
0: Yeah, when is it supposed to happen?
1: I don't know. They're saying he's surrendering Tuesday, but they said that like two Tuesdays ago. Yeah, I don't know. He's likely to be arraigned in Tuesday and his charges will be unsealed. There's probably some like insane shit that's about to go down that they're like trying to like
0: cover up with this Trump spectacle. Some like financial
1: crisis or something. Or they're going to nuke... Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> or, I don't know, Pool House's theory that we're in a weather war with China. <laughs> I mean, all these tornadoes are... The kinda... hurricane in San
0: Francisco was pretty insane and in that there was nowhere on the the mainstream
1: press talking about it. But have you heard today about how, like, I mean, you're kind of in the path, I feel like, but probably not, like, the major path. But there's been, like, 20 tornadoes or something in the midwest yeah we got like one there's yeah. all these crazy videos of them we, I do, I mean. we
0: do have weird weather right now actually yeah i think it is supposed to
1: be like maybe tornado something well you have your man layer to protect your family in yeah you guys would probably live through it <laughs> Um, (laughs) hopefully, (laughs) otherwise what would I do, who would I pop with? (laughs) Um, anyway, uh, the other thing we said we would touch on before we get to our, the main, I guess the main topic was babies. Babies. Did you watch the video? It's probably kind of what you imagine, but it's, (laughs) I mean, should I just play a minute of it? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah to sign a gender I'm letting this little person be who they want to be It is an experiment What they're doing is
0: unprecedented On 60 Minutes You can't tell what your gender is by looking at your body What are some of the biggest challenges? Strangers in the street have had quite a strong response Why are you so obsessed? Why do you need to know?
1: We're not trying to eliminate gender It's really helping kids find their own path to it
0: Sunday online. 9. So what like, is this?
1: This is a is it a reality show? No, it's 60 minutes. Oh, because an episode of 60 minutes. it would minutes. be like, okay, so it's like if you decided that you weren't gonna tell your kids that what gender they are.
0: Uh-huh. So but it's so what is
1: what does that mean? Like <laughs> Well, from according to the video, it means reading your kids' books, children's books, where you say, like, um, you don't know what your gender is. You tell them that. So you, it's not like you're not telling them, you're,
0: like, actively telling them that they don't have a gender. Or, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like, you would sit down with your daughter and you'd read some children's book that was, like... A uh, gender bred man. Um, no one knows what their gender is until they're older, um, and you don't have a gender. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then your children's pronouns would be they, them, and you would call them a baby. A they- and <laughs> as, I guess as soon as they were able, you would let them pick out the clothes they want to wear and stuff like that. Okay. Which, is, I mean, that's basically what happens
0: for most kids. I mean, like, I guess you do, like, sort of dress them when they're babies, but they're not, like, that conscious of it,
1: you know? Well, I think it's kind of funny because, like, I feel like most people dress their kids, like, essentially androgynously. Like, for the most part, right? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you like, might
0: put on a little, like cutesy girly thing or whatever but yeah I mean but like like a boy outfit might have like a truck on
1: it of course but I mean like for their like everyday like going to the park outfits they're they're mostly in kind of the same thing yeah yeah. like they wear like a onesie or they wear like you know what I mean like they wear like some pants or whatever yeah (laughs) it doesn't really seem like like every baby I've been around is kind of I guess already sort of genderless. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they just, uh-huh. yeah, they kind of their bodies all look the same. You know, they they just, I don't know. It does. It doesn't seem like I don't really understand. Yeah, but I I, I would agree that definitely
0: like most parents are not like putting any pressure on their babies to conform to any specific like gender
1: based behaviors (laughs) well i think some parents probably are but probably not many millennial parents i mean there's pictures of babies i mean i don't know i don't know there's a weird picture of me in a crib where they put a football next to me (laughs) you know like stuff like that Uh i don't feel like millennials do that anymore not even because of like not even because of like any beliefs about gender but just kind of It seems cringy, maybe. Yeah, it's a little corny. Yeah. Like, oh boys like love football. It's like, yeah, okay. I mean. And you wouldn't you don't I'm I'm sure you didn't really love football, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure you wouldn't care if your daughter played with like a truck or something. Right. (laughs) You wouldn't like rip it out of her hands and like (laughs) (laughs) what if your son played with like one of her Barbies or dolls would you remove it no no of course not (laughs) that would even
0: be like reinforcing it more you know it's like oh no you can't play with that that's like the (laughs) cardinal rule of children it's like anything they can't
1: do you know Yeah, I remember my sister had these really rad toys that were like, you like pulled this string, it was a very 90s toy, and this like fairy like spun like crazy and then like flew across the room. And I loved playing with them. (laughs) And your parents didn't like you to play with it? No, I don't even think they ever, my parents didn't even notice. Honestly, like we were like segregated in the house, like there was like a playroom and like we were like in there. So like they didn't really ever know i mean in my like i'm sure when we were babies they mm-hmm. were with us but from the time i can remember like the period of my life i can remember it was sort of like you know yeah like, like i was like there was like literally like a kid's room
0: yeah you were just kind of doing your thing in there
1: yeah <laughs> there was a tv and toys and stuff like that I definitely, there was no like TV, you know, they like, I guess now you don't like let your kids watch TV till they're. So you don't feel
0: like you're male identifying just because your parents like indoctrinated you and shoved your societal expectations upon you.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think what's funny about, you know, I've, I feel like uh, someone, a couple days ago called me a gender critical gay, which I don't identify as. And I actually think I have the most tame views on gender of like all of our Twitter friends that we talk to. Like I'm kind mm-hmm. of like, but like my, um, and I do think groom- you've said this before. I think groomer discourse is cringy. So I'm not uh, really, yeah, in- yeah, I'm not really yeah. interested in that, but I think that like, to be honest, like, I think that this whole idea that we need, that you need to do this to babies undermines kind of the premise. I was thinking about this with what Spendy was saying last week about how like, you don't really have to teach kids to be like gay, right? Mm -hmm. Like they figure out that they're gay, like kind of along with everyone else. And like, if you want to claim that there's something valid about having kind of a I don't know, gender non-conforming identity, which I personally think there can be. I don't think, I think the way it's being done is really like psyopy and weird and dangerous. But I do think there's always going to be like more masculine women and more effeminate men and stuff like that. Like, I think that that's just a thing. Mm -hmm. But if that's natural, which I do think some variation in the way people behave is natural, you don't need to you don't need to do anything to make that happen. You know, does it, does it make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah, no, it does. It does. Like it'll I just mean... kind of be like what happens and your job as a parent is to be chill about it. But I think like the opposite happens in the sense that like people's sons pick up a Barbie And they're like, do you want to wear a dress? Like, they're like immediately like, do you know what I mean? Like, instead of just kind of like letting their their identity sort of form, I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I I think I get what you're
0: saying. But like, yeah, and it's just, but at the end of the day, is it like, does, does does someone who just wants to play with Barbies, does that mean that they're a girl, you know?
1: No, I don't think so. But that's kind of the argument Mm -hmm. I'm making. It's like they're reinforcing how... They're reinforcing that there's something unnatural about this by feeling as if they have to do something to construct this reality. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you want to argue that some sort of minority of the population is always going to deviate from the norm in sexuality and gender matters which i do think is true i do think there's always going to be a small minority that deviates like you don't need to do anything special for those people besides not i don't know oppress them or whatever but not like actively abuse them (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i think if i think if you just like you know i mean my dad my dad always says like i knew you were gay when you were like three or four like I figured you probably would be gay but like he wasn't like being like you're gay you're gay you're gay you're gay gay, gay." you know like it was just like he was just like yeah I mean I'd like kind of observed what was happening and the way you acted and your Mm -hmm. interests and he's like it seemed likely you would grow up to be gay but it was like it was just kind of a I think for him it was like just a casual observational <laughs> does that make sense right yeah yeah
0: <laughs> right And i mean i i agree that i definitely agree that people should be able to like deviate from the norms of yeah what i guess if you want but
1: by it. making a baby you're arguing that these deviations aren't just sort of naturally occurring and will come like they will kind of come to yeah well it's just
0: it's like reworking the whole like child rearing process to accommodate this like ostensibly like fairly like uncommon um you know occurrence where people where some people feel that they're actually like born in the wrong body or whatever and have some unpleasant like feelings related from that. And just making that like such a huge focus of
1: like the education. I mean, it's just I don't know. It's No, I that's exactly what I'm saying. And yeah. I think that like dysphoria I obviously believe dysphoria is real because I think all children experience uh, <laughs> fear of their bodies when they begin to go through puberty. I think it's really natural.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I hate of, it. it was miserable. Utterly I was miserable. Yeah, yeah,
1: I was freaking out, like hair, smells, all sorts of things were happening to me. I didn't like it. I felt uncomfortable in my body. And so, yeah, I mean, I I think that those feelings are natural. I think it's just sort of the problem now is like we're assigning, we're not just letting things sort of happen as they may, you know? Right. We're intervening or some people are intervening in these big ways. I don't know. I'm just trying to like, (laughs) I'm just trying to make a gaze for, I guess I'm like, you know, I'm sure that there's people who listen to this that would call me, Kind of a like a pussy for saying this, but I I just identify as as sort of like a J.K. Rowling (laughs) (laughs) transphobe, I guess, (laughs) in the sense that like I don't care if people want to dress or act or talk or fuck or date whoever they want within the realm of, of course, you know, um, agreed upon. (laughs) relationships and stuff like I don't I don't care it doesn't bother me I think what and I think a small percentage a very tiny percentage of the population will always sort of naturally be like that but I think that we're massively inflating that number with this weird yeah I think the thing that you just have to acknowledge is that the
0: discord like the idea of being trans trans ideology or gender ideology whatever you want to call it is like extremely astroturfed and this like it's it's everywhere uh, the media is always talking about it joe biden today is posting on twitter for trans day of vis- vis- visibility
1: visibility yeah, like, i mean none of this like should be why like-
0: you know that's the question you have to ask you know
1: yeah i think it's fine for a society to acknowledge that like again a small percentage of people are going to deviate from what the majority are doing in various (laughs) ways and they should exist as a subculture that's just like as you said like not like (laughs) beat up and (laughs) murdered and stuff like that. Like they should exist peacefully as a subculture. But I think the centering of it is what's bizarre. Um, And the, yeah, the seeming like, the seeming pressure that they put on kids. Like this whole babies thing sounds, and you know, it was really funny because I was watching... Portlandia clips and they have the woman's bookshop. Did you watch Portlandia? Yeah, I, I, not really, but I've seen lots of, yeah, clips and stuff. So they have like the woman's bookshop and Candace, who I think is supposed to be a trans woman in the show. It's played by Fred <laughs> Uh She's played by Fred Armistone. Anyway. So her, her son comes into the shop and the other woman goes, Candace, I didn't, I didn't know you had a son. And she's like, yeah, or or, I didn't know your son had a baby. And I guess like this trans woman's son (laughs) had a baby from a previous relationship, I'm assuming, with a woman. And uh, it was just the whole skit. This is like 12 years old, was making fun of how she was like, you know that we never, ever told you your gender your entire childhood. And we don't want to know this baby's gender either. And, like, the dude was like, yeah, uh, it was very confusing for me. And then they, like, (laughs) and then, like, they're trying to, like, change the baby's diaper without looking at the genitals. Um, Because they don't want to know the baby's gender, I guess. I don't know. You can't know the baby's gender. (laughs) It was just such a funny, I'm not describing it well, but it was just such a (laughs) funny clip because it was like making fun of basically babies. (laughs) It was like 15, 12, 15 years ago, you know?
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So it's old. It's not like a new thing that's on right now. No, it's
1: really old. And the joke was like, the the joke was like people who act like this, you know? (laughs)
0: Like,
1: because all of Portlandia was like making fun of like Portland liberals. You know, Uh, I think it's a good show. You should watch it. I I I don't like Fred Armisen. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Anyway, I'll send you this clip. It's worth it. Anyway, (laughs) my point was is like it's absurd, and like even like liberals like Fred Armisen (laughs) uh, and whatever her name is from that band. Oh yeah,
0: Carrie Brown. Anyway.
1: Yeah, they're like super, super, super libs. Like, I don't think like either of them have kids and they're like, you know, like, they're like queer and they probably have spent like their oh, 90, no. 90% of their lives in Los Angeles or whatever. You know what right. I mean? Armisen like, Armisen is definitely like a bug
0: man, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're like quintessentially like these people. Like, even they're, and I think there's, I like, I think they're smart, whatever. I think they're smart people, regardless of if you like their, cultural output or whatever Mm -hmm. but like even they are able to be like this is absurd (laughs) that's Uh kind of my point you know what i mean Uh well they were like 10 years ago or whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just think it's interesting because it's like yeah anyway whatever we don't have to keep talking about babies (laughs) i don't really know how it works but i i I don't know (laughs) i don't think you should experiment on your kids just let them do what they're gonna do and Yeah, they'll figure it out, you know? Yeah. No, I think that's just, to me, that's just good advice
0: for kids anyways. I don't think it's good to fret about every little thing about your kid doing. What can they eat? What can they blah, blah, blah? You know, it's like, just let them do, you know, stuff that they're interested in. And, you know, like...
1: Don't try to control the outcome too much. Like, that's that's (laughs) the best advice. Like, just be, like, a helpful, supportive, meet their physical needs, and, you know. Yeah. You can't, you can't yeah, really... right, and, like, be there to, like, catch them when they fall
0: or whatever they say. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, I honestly, though, I think kids have to, like, learn. They have to, like, do, like, bad stuff, stupid stuff, hurt themselves or whatever in order to learn not to do that, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, and they keep doing that all through their teenage years and stuff too, you know, yeah. like it's just, you have to like fuck up and yeah, do things that you don't let, that, like make you think like, Oh, I don't want to do that. And then you figure out what you do want. I mean, that's, that's life. Um, all right, let's talk about the purge. <laughs> <laughs> so say, say why you were interested in, um, in talking
0: about it. Well, basically, because you tweeted,
1: you tweeted, which got me to watch it. But then I watched the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. What did I? I mean, I, I I just tweeted like I I just
0: watched the new Purge movie and like it was straight up
1: like just J Six propaganda. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I so when I when I saw your tweet, I was like, oh no way! I really want to watch it so I, I watched purge election year thinking that had to be the, the january 6th one yeah which is interesting but no like the most
0: recent one is like forever purge
1: and like, so you're so a's theory is that like it's kind of like a january 6th psyop film
0: yeah well them. and it it's interesting it came out in 2021 so it did come out after January 6th happened. It came out in like June of 2021. But like the f- the writing and the filming and
1: everything happened before. Well, the one I watched, we should each do a plot synopsis, but the yeah. one I watched there was a lot of January 6th stuff in the one I watched and yeah. that was, that was released in 2018. So right. actually, the in,
0: entire- in, actually in all of them too. And I had seen the original one. I didn't really remember what it was about, but I just looked it up on Wikipedia and the original one. Yeah. is kind of setting it up too, which is interesting. So yeah, it's all kind right, of give us
1: synopsis of give a basic synopsis of yours that you watched and I'll give a, <laughs> a synopsis of mine. And then we'll, we'll talk about if, if it's January 6th propaganda.
0: Yeah, so, like, um, I guess I'll just, the, the purge is based on this idea that, like, in, in the United States, this sort of, like, radical, like, populist right-wing party called, like, the New Founding Fathers of America take over <laughs> the country. NFFA. <laughs> um, take over the country and implement this new system where um basically on one day every year there's no laws and so you can just like go out and commit any crime like murder people steal stuff whatever um and burn uh, shit down yeah it's just a free for all and then but then the rest of the time like all the laws are in place Um, and that like this system, I guess, produces this outcome where like, um, aside from that one day, basically no crime occurs at all. Um, so anyway, so yeah, that's kind of the setup, but then the, uh, I guess what happens in this most recent one called the forever purge is like this, this, I guess, like sub faction of the nffa wants to like not like they're just so hell-bent on like destroying society and like being super racist and like just being really like mean and evil people and just loving guns that's a big part of it too um and and so they just want, the, they don't want the purge to be on this one day. Like, it's that's not enough, like freedom, I guess. So, like, you need the freedom to like murder and rape and kill everyone on every day. So, that's why they want it to be like the forever purge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah like oh it's the purpose of the purge right the it makes absolutely no fucking sense (laughs) like if you're forever purging you could never have any type of like productive economy like you run out of food you know it would just kind of implode on itself like pretty immediately but um so yeah it doesn't really make a lot of sense another aspect of it is that like there's these really super like nice and good um, Mexican people that like just want like a good life for themselves, but that the NFFA like absolutely like hates and really does not like want them around. And so, I guess in this scenario, for some reason they're, they're, they're trying to escape America because it's so racist and they need to cross the border into Mexico. Like they're fleeing America and going to Mexico. So, um, that's basically what's going on with this movie. <laughs> at the end, it is a forever
1: purge, right? I read the, I read the Wikipedia page. Uh, I actually
0: don't even remember what happens at the end, but that so-
1: sounds plausible, I guess. Yeah. Okay. The end, according to Wikipedia, it's a shot of like America from space, round planet. Um, and it's like all on fire, which you can see the fires from space. I don't really understand. Um Okay, so the one I watched, Purge Election Year, there's an AOC-style politician. She's clearly, like, styled in this, like, AOC way. She's, like, an upstart, like, left-wing liberal. And her backstory is, like, a trauma backstory. Like, during one of the first Purges... Her family was taken captive and the person purging left just her alive. (laughs) So it's very AOC in the sense (laughs) that she, you know what I mean? Like sort of like Jesus-y almost like the, yeah. And AOC's whole backstory is like, Oh, I was, you know, so poor and I was raped and like all this horrible stuff happened to me, but Mm -hmm. I'm still a, you know, I'm still a Senator now. Um, which I'm not saying that, I mean, maybe all that stuff did happen to her. I'm just pointing out that that's, that's how she, that's her narrative. That is part of her story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this woman has that and then she's running against like the incumbent president who's like really into the purge. And she's like, if I win, I'm going (laughs) to get rid of the, the purge or whatever. But it's funny because, um, obviously retarded move because the purge is coming up and you're telling them they, you want to get rid of the purge. They're just going to purge you bitch. Like that's, (laughs) that's that's like obviously going to be the plan. (laughs) Um, but one thing she manages to get done is she gets like, so I guess in the, I've seen the first, I'm fans of the first two purge movies, particularly the first one I've, Mm -hmm. I've seen it a couple times. I like it. I like some bad movies. I'm not going to apologize for that. Um, but I guess in the first two, a detail that's important is that like high-up government officials can't get killed. But she manages to get enough popular support. AOC manages to get enough popular support behind her that they agree to get rid of that rule. Mm. Um, but in getting rid of that rule, <laughs> she's also on the chopping block now. uh uh-huh. so of course instead of going to like the crazy safe houses that all the rich people have she's like no i'm gonna be out with my people but she's white she's not latina Mm. um just to add that in but she's like kind of hot in the same way aoc is but like (laughs) i don't know like you know what i mean yeah (laughs) um Anyway, I'll, like, speed this all up. They end up, like, getting into, like, a ragtag group of people who are, like, trying to protect her. And the government officials are trying to kill her. (laughs) And I don't remember exactly how it ends, but they end up at, like, the Purge Mass, um, which I guess is something they have, because this Hmm. is, like, a theocratic society. Oh, yeah. Um, Even though murder is explicitly against biblical teaching. (laughs) Like it's one of like the clearest ones <laughs> um, that, and not being rich as a reminder out there. Well, it's people, never stopped him in the past, but you know. I know, I'm just saying that really that's like that's like one of the clearest, easier for a man to get through the eye of a needle, or easier for a rich man to get through the eye of the needle than into heaven, Joel Steen. Um. (laughs) Anyway, I don't quite remember exactly how it ends because I was sort of zoning out at the end. But she somehow is like about to get sacrificed, and I don't know actually know if she dies or not. But anyway, there were some I can't remember. (laughs) But there were some. I was like really falling asleep at that part. But there were some, um, like January six esque elements because it's all in DC. Mm -hmm. It's Um, sort of like end of democracy. Yeah. And there was a lot of like trash fire vibes. Like Mm -hmm. there was a lot of, you know, like, which was like a thing that was like happened during like the Trump inauguration. Like people were like burning the trash cans or whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway. um, Yeah. I don't know who made the movies. Let's look. Yeah. Well,
0: and then the original one too was, you know, kind of um, came out in 20, or something which was like kind of setting everything setting up a narrative for the for the trump election in 2016 also it's kind of interesting are you aware of this idea of predictive programming no this is like a another kind of conspiracy thing um that, but it, it's very common. I mean, there's t- tons of examples of it, like um, X Files episodes from the '90s about like global pandemics and like the Department of Defense like funding vaccines that can that can change your DNA, like literally, like stuff like that in uh, in certain X Files episodes. Uh, rare candy did a podcast episode about um with uh fitness feelings about like the movie um soylent green kind of having some predictive programming elements like uh, along the lines of the world economic forum like great reset kind of stuff like that was back from like the 70s or 60s or something um and all but all kinds of stuff even like a lot of stuff with uh planes crashing into the world trade center you know in lots of comic books and uh, movies and things um so yeah i don't know it was interesting just kind of like made me think about that it was just the pair you know the parallels in this the narrative are so like
1: spot on you know yeah, I mean, I, you know that there were people on January 6th, like, some of the idiots who, like, fell for the Fed direction who were like, this is, like, the purge. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I know what that. I mean? Like, uh-huh. you, know, uh, you know that that was, like, something they, they said. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find anything, like, specific. The guy who writes it seems kind of, like... Not fed y, although he lived in Paris for eight years and he's like a Brooklyn Italian, so that's a little weird. I wonder what he was doing in there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I oh, wow, right here. The Purge filled in French has never, uh, oh, you're not the only one to say that it's like January 6th. Oh,
0: really? I mean, I'm sure
1: it's so obvious as these scenes from the purge election here will make it clear the violence of the of January 6 was hardly anything to talk about said Trump's lead lawyer in an interview <laughs> what oh my god that is so oh and then someone wrote it's too soon for forever purge because the insurrection had just hack uh (laughs) just happened oh my god okay anyway so there is other people who've thought about this um i mean it was it was really laying it on
0: thick like there was a whole part where a guy this like psycho lunatic is like strapped into a car and he's like just a, he's like a, he has a swastika tattoo on his shoulder and he's just like spazzing out trying to break out of his change uh, chains and outside there's like all this gunfire because of the crazy purge and he's just like maniacally calling he's like ah, that was an ar-15 ah, that was a glock and like sh- calling it like out like the name of each gun based on the sound of the gunfire or whatever
1: yeah i mean i definitely think that they put stuff out there that's meant to like entice and rile people up i mean the primary audience of the purge movies are teenagers um and okay i will
0: say one thing sorry to interrupt but one thing i just wanted to say is too that they i kind of thought that they get right in a weird way is this sort of like we were talking about on the oklahoma city bombing episode like american gladio style like governing through these sort of traumatic like crisis events you know And that the purge is kind of like an example of that,
1: you know? Well, arguably, I mean, if you really think about it, if you want to take, I mean, I don't, (laughs) I don't want to get too conspiratorial, but like our government does sort of do the purge. If you think about it in the sense of like, there are these events kind of pretty frequently Mm -hmm. Uh, like the Nashville shooting and all of that shit and like just these mass shootings and stuff that are just completely used by the government to, um, rile everyone up on all sides Mm -hmm. kind of constantly, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of always happening. I mean, I think it's more, I think it's less like, I don't think there's like not actual shootings happening. Like, I think that, um, oh, and we didn't talk about this in the last episode. We were in a group chat with Spendy about this. So yeah. This is good. I can say this now. But, like, yeah, like, I don't think, I think the shootings are happening because I just don't think the government would waste time, like, trying to, like, fake them when they don't need to but I think more what's happening is like feds and CIA agents and all these like spooks are like all on these reddit boards just kind of like radicalizing these people and these kids and convincing them to go do this thing that's what I really think is happening you know
0: yeah I mean I I don't claim to know exactly how it all goes down and I honestly don't really care to know just because it's so dark but yeah it's it's all I can say is, yeah, that the narratives are just all very um, kind of suspicious and like multi-layered and tailored to different audiences, to different details of things, to spark different reactions. And yeah, it's just, it's very
1: interesting and it's, it's very um, unfortunate. Well, I mean, I just think they literally do kind of, like, I like. the more I think about it, I think they literally do do purges. Like, there has to be some giant, violent event every, let's say, couple of months that gets completely, um, takes over. Like, yeah, that all... inspire
0: just fear and kind of this environment of chaos and tragedy
1: and... Yeah. And this like ambient idea that like you are in a kind of like failing nation and hellscape. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you need the government to, and like, the truth is is like social media and all of that, as much as I use it, like all kind of contributes to that because you can just kind of see, I mean, like I literally was scrolling through social media This week, and there was a video of a guy getting stabbed to death that just like started playing as I was scrolling, you know. Um, and I found out like the whole story like it was some like situation where like some it was a dad of a young kid asked this, which I kind of, I mean, he didn't deserve to get murdered, but he asked this guy sitting near him in this Starbucks. I think this was maybe in like San Francisco or something. It sounds like a very San Francisco story, but he was like, can you not vape while my, like my kid and I are sitting here <laughs> and the guy just stabbed him to death. Just oh killed Oh my him. God. It's awful. But, um, you know, that video, the video of the random homeless guy getting shot in St. Louis, like yeah. the video of that woman getting thrown down, all these videos of black teenagers fighting that are all over Twitter. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all meant to like stoke this all of these things in people. But it's like if you're just living your life and you're not looking at all this shit, mm-hmm. that's not really happening right. around you. You're well, just you're... how yeah, exactly. The media, that's the trap.
0: That's the their sphere of actual control is through the media. It's not
1: in most cases through our Life, you know, and your risk of being violently attacked is very low almost anywhere in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are violently attacked, the most likely thing that will happen to you is a mugging which I've known people who've been, like, mugged and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's horrible, and I would not want it to happen to me, but yeah. It so. sucks. Yeah, of course it sucks. I mean, it's it's definitely happened to people, friends I know in New York and stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, you know, the odds, the odds of, like, I mean, yeah, it's just, like, it's meant to create... The odds that you're going to die in a mass shooting are pretty extremely right. well
0: there's uh, so many examples of it like even the uh you know how there's these apps like citizen app or something where it like notifies you anytime a violent crime happens in your neighborhood or whatever and it or like even will pinpoint on the map like
1: where it happened or whatever you know it's like this yeah or you can like, look up the you can look up the sex offender registry list yeah. and like obviously like if you live in any urban area you're Probably if you live anywhere, there's going to be people around that are, you know, sex offenders. (laughs) And a a lot of that stuff kind of
0: became popular during COVID when everyone was locked in their um, houses and whatever and just had nothing better to do. They're refreshing the page on the COVID stats and they're refreshing the crime stats and just kind of like stewing and being anxious. And that's just like the mindset that all this media creates and anyone who consumes
1: it <laughs> yeah no i remember oh my god this is so funny i just looked i just typed in sex offender registry and you can you can get an update you can put your email in <laughs> and get updated oh, at all time. yeah no <laughs> seriously there's things that will like just live update Like you
0: get like a push notification it's insane
1: That is so funny. Why would I want an update on my phone that's like a a sex offender has has moved in? (laughs) Uh, I'm actually switching my address right now. Let's see. Oh, I have seven near me. (laughs) Nice. That's really funny. I mean, that's not
0: that many, I guess. You
1: probably live in a pretty densely populated area. Yeah. There's seven in, like, a mile radius of my house. No one that close to me. No one on my block. That's good. This would suck if I, like, live found out it was, like, my neighbor. (laughs) God, all these guys look like such sex offenders. It's crazy. They really have sex offender vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. I don't know. It's all meant to like, yeah, everyone's just supposed to be in this like perpetual state of like fear and anxiety. I mean, we just did like an active shooter drill with the kids. Um,
0: Oh god, yeah that is so okay, I feel like we should wrap it up soon, but I do but to end on a light note, just wanted to say that the answer to all this is so simple. It's that you just have to stop like consuming the media and you're fine, you know? Or like consume it with the understanding that like it's fake, you know.
1: Yeah, just detach from it. I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, we can we can wrap it up. I'm pretty tired. <clears throat> um, we'll see everyone next week. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>